At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Prime Time. We begin our number three of VSIN Prime Time presented by BetMGM Dave Ross and Sean King here. Going to ship up to Boston like we like to do and talk to our guy Josh Applebaum, of course, host of Morning Bets, the podcast. That Josh, I know people like to wake up. Have a cup of Joe, and you get him ready for the sports betting day. Uh, I know that the, the podcast right now is a, a can't miss listen. You got to check it out each and every day. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. And yeah, kind of uh, looking at these early moves, uh, beginning of the day. I've kind of mentioned this a couple times, but you know, when you're a night owl like me, typically the hours of like six a.m. or like five a.m. to seven a.m. I'm usually sleeping during that time. <laughs> but now that I'm doing the podcast, I'm awake. I'm kind of monitoring these numbers. And what's really notable to me, guys, is that. That's kind of a witching hour when people are still asleep or getting up, getting ready to go to work. That's oftentimes a time when a lot of these pro bettors hammer a number pretty early here. So a lot of times you'll see it in the NBA. Like maybe you'll see a total open 225. You know, you go to work, it's noon, you check your app. Now it's 228. Well, what happened there? Some early money came in and caused that number to shift. So uh, definitely having a lot of fun with it. Hopefully it's able to, uh, you know, kind of inform some new bettors and kind of make you look at the market a different time of the day. Again, which can be really important if you beat the closing line. You make your bet early in the morning, beating the closing line, you feel really good about it going into a night game. You know, it's interesting because I'm a night owl. So, like, I'm a person, I, I stay up late no matter where I'm out, home, it doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm a night owl. You don't get a lot of overnight options, especially when you're talking college basketball, a lot of times NBA basketball now because there's some uncertainty about who's going to be mm-hmm. playing, who's not. But in the morning in Vegas, by the time it's 7, in the, <laughs> it's, it's 10 on the East Coast, so I feel like you were late. 
So do I have to? Are you telling me I got to get up, uh, set my alarm for three thirty, four in the morning? <laughs> I mean, to get uh, to be a part of this schedule that you have going. Well, Sean, it's a great question too because you know you'll see a lot now that we're getting into like conference tournaments, March Madison stuff. All these games will be you know pretty widely available. But to your point, when you look at these kind of niche games, these these Vegas ID number, the six digit rotation number, like not game three hundred six, three hundred seven, but the three hundred six, one seven three, three hundred six, one seven four. Those obscure games, which can be really difficult to find, you got to go into your app, you got to click add a game, extra games. Those are the ones that in particular really piqued my interest because again, no one's waking up saying. I got to bet, you know, Kennesaw State against Murray State, the ones that get hit that are really these random ones to me are very notable. So if you see an add a game extra game getting hit randomly at 2 a.m. or, you know, 4 a.m. or one of these, you know, witching hour times of the day, to me, those are even the most more meaningful moves here, Sean, because there are games that the public's not targeting, but pros are. But to answer your question, Sean, you want to be a good sports better? I think you got to stare at your odds page 24-7. That's really going to be the best way to, to you know, identify these moves. Got to get up early, listen to Morning Bets with Josh each and every morning. Let's get to something Sean and I. <laughs> yeah, right? Let me know when Josh is on. Uh, something that, that Sean and I have been talking about throughout the show today, and that's obviously the first pick in the NFL draft. We saw the numbers on Bryce Young open around minus $1.20, getting close to $2 now. Uh, Josh, how are you looking at that market? Because we know Anthony Richardson has been shooting up the draft board here. I don't know if he's going to get all the way to number one, but it feels like a lock top 10 at this point. It definitely does. And I think, you know, it's kind of a gift and a curse here, guys. Like on the one hand, you want to bet these numbers early and get a good closing line value play. Like, you know, bet a guy at plus 200, he closes at plus 125 or a minus number. But I'll give you a little bit of, of kind of something that I've gone through here, wanting to get, again, bet these numbers early, get a good number versus, you know, waiting and maybe getting a bad one. But also unforeseen things can happen. I, I was a guy who, uh, bet Jalen Carter the day before he got arrested mm. to be the first defensive player selected. He was plus 110. I got a plus 110. It flipped to minus 110. I'm like, boom, let's hit Jalen Carter right now because before you know it, this thing could be a minus 200, minus 300. Well, what happens? He gets arrested. It goes off the board. Now you have these updated numbers for first defensive player selected. The new favorite is Will Anderson at minus 250, the edge rusher from Alabama. Carter is uh, your second co-favorite with Tyree Wilson at plus 400. So I think it's, again, really hard to – decide you know when to bet it and what number to get like for example you talk about Bryce Young big move here to be first overall selected he was you know you go back a week or two weeks ago he was around minus 150 ish now he's up to minus 200 so even though you're getting Richardson all this fanfare and obviously blew up the combine you're already being regarded as one of the most athletic quarterbacks we've seen like Cam Newton but even better here uh he's moved a ton he's now plus 350 tied with Stroud to go second uh the for to be the first overall pick but again, you're looking back at him at 100 to one guys like, you know, a month ago. So again, it's kind of this battle between trying to anticipate a move, trying to get a good number. But then if you miss it and it goes the other way, you're going to kick yourself. So there's no real answer. I think, the again, looking at line movement and monitoring all day, I'm updating these numbers every single day. And I'm trying to look at uh, a good trend line and trying to anticipate not get clipped by a line going the other way against you after you bet it. You know, it's interesting because I initially was on Miles Murphy. Hmm as the guy that I thought could be this year's Trayvon Walker, like someone who is going to, I mean, just blow everything out of the water. Now, granted, Tyree Hill Wilson didn't do a lot at the combine, but he did measure 6'6", 271. <laughs> um, I, actually think, I actually think he is going to replace Murphy for me as the guy that I think has the chance to just wow people at his pro day, because when you saw him, I mean, he looked 6'6". Those arms are long. He was extremely strong. Sometimes those long-arm guys aren't able to push 225 around. He was throwing it up. I think he's a guy, because 
Jalen Carter's off-the-field situation might not have clarity by the time the draft comes. And they might be looking for somewhere else. As productive as Will Anderson has been, mm. I don't think he's a transcendent athlete. So I think that space could be available because I think Chicago's going to struggle to get out of one. Yeah, it's a great point, Sean. And again, just, just the test case from last year, again, they're trying to talk about making money off the NFL draft and being tied in and looking at mocks and looking at line movement. To me, that's your overall recipe to succeed, just being locked into how the lines are moving. But also the other test case here is what we saw last year in terms of make it very simple on yourself. You can wait as long as you want. Wait until literally the week of the draft, the day of the draft. Like uh, to your point, Sean, you know, we went last year where Aiden Hutchinson was a minus 150, minus 200 first overall pretty much the entire year. Trayvon Walker comes out of nowhere, late steam, and ends up cashing. And then Derek Stingley, mm. a guy who went uh, top top three. He wasn't even really in the conversation to go top three or third overall. Boom, late movement, late steam goes his way. So, Sean, looking at right now at DraftKings, Tyree Wilson is plus 400 to be the first defensive player selected. So if you continue to see that movement and you can, again, pick off a good number, that's really the hardest thing what I'm getting at here is trying to get a good number and then seeing it move in your direction instead of it going the other way. Sean, let me just throw this at you, though, because when I'm looking at all these draft uh, bets every single day, we're starting to finally get my favorite ones, which are the matchup ones. Two guys head-to-head, -head, just who will be selected first. One that I noticed, which is minus 115, both guys at DraftKings, would be uh, Jalen Hyatt, the uh, the wide receiver there from Tennessee, and Zay Flowers, my neck of the woods from BC. So both are minus one fifteen. These are the ones I think you can make money on. Sean, lead me to lead me to to, uh, to victory here. Who do you think, Flowers or Hyatt, going uh, going first before the other? It's interesting because we spoke about this mm -hmm. earlier on the show, this exact matchup, and uh, <clears throat> I think it's Zay Flowers because I think he's more position versatile. Josh, uh, when you look at what he did at Boston College, played some slot, some outside receiver, lined up at running back. I mean, he pretty much was a jack of all trades. And historically, this Art Browse system has not produced great NFL receivers. And by that, I mean that system, those guys are way outside, two yards from the sideline. They're really not running a whole lot of the route tree. It's a vertical or, or they're hooking it up at 12 and it hadn't translated. Traylon Burks, an example, last year out of Arkansas, same system uh, as what they run in Tennessee, ran there by Kendall Browse in Arkansas. And it, the learning curve is significant. So I do think Zay Flowers, because he tested well also, will be the first, will be taken ahead of Jalen Hyatt. I love that, that you guys have already gone to those head-to-head -head markets there, Josh, because, yeah, that's exactly the one we identified earlier. So if you can get him at minus $1.10 or minus $1.15, you might want to play Zay Flowers. And by the way, that was my problem at the Combine, pushing that 225. I, it was the short <laughs> arms. Uh, I want to get to college basketball, get your thoughts here at a game. Weaver State against Sacramento State here. And again, you mentioned some of the games that might get bypassed by the general public, but I know you found something here that you like. Tell the people what you think. Yeah, Dave, I'm going to go Weber State here on the money line. You can shop around. It's really not that bad of a number. I think it's like minus 130-ish, minus 140. Uh, what I like in what you mentioned, Dave, is that we have all these big conference tournament games going on, even more uh, to come here. But to your point, you know, you have about 15 games today. This is going to be a game that you're not really looking toward. The public didn't wake up and say, I got to bet Weber in Sacramento State <laughs> today. So these are the kind of games that I like to call like the obscure line move games where public doesn't have much interest yet. You're seeing uh, some respected money move the number. So with Weber State, they open around minus two. They've been bet up to minus two and a half. I know it's only a half point move, but when it's one of your lowest bet games of the day, it's a 10 o'clock game. It'll, bets will pick up as you get later in the night. But why is this line moving in a game that the public isn't too interested in? That tells me respected bettors have targeted Weber here. Uh, they've won two straight. They're nine and four, their last 13. Sacramento State has really struggled. There's two and eight, their last 10. 
Ken Palm has Weber winning by two. He's got him ranked much higher, 197 in the country versus 224. Weber is 6-0. and I know, you know, each year you have different players, sometimes different coaches, but 6-0 and straight up head-to-head against Sacramento State, the last six matchups. And also, guys, two things I look at in conference tournament time. One is your conference record, just how do you play in these big games? 12-6 and Weber versus 7-11 and for Sacramento State. Then also, how do you play on the road? These are neutral courts. They're technically road teams, uh, road games for both teams. Eight and eight, so 500 here for Weber, but just five and 10 on the road for Sacramento State. So I think it's a short money line price. I'll lay the minus 140 ish here with Weber tonight. Dame Little not playing for Weber State tonight. Just did, just what FYI. Because I mean, I know some people are going to go, Weber State, who the hell produces any products there? Oh, just Damian Lillard came <laughs> no, out of Weber State. No big deal. He's in Atlanta. He's busy. <laughs> they got some pedigree. Very quickly, we got about uh, 45 seconds to go. A game on the ice, Josh, that you like tonight. Oh. Yeah, game, game on the ice tonight, guys. I'll go with the Dallas Stars Ooh. here. I think it's a really short number on a really good team. They're at home against Calgary. They're playing pretty good hockey right now. Calgary's really been snake bit. They've lost a few games in a row. Dallas opened only like minus 120-ish. They've been bet up two round, minus 130-ish. You've seen this line move in their Ooh. favor. Home faves off a win versus an opponent off a loss. You kind of take the hot team against the team that's struggling at home, getting the last ice change. That system is about 67% over the last four years here. So you have a much better goaltending advantage, Ottinger against Markstrom and Vladar, who both have a goals against of like three. I think it's a good number on a good Dallas team. I'm laying the minus 125, minus 130 with the Stars tonight. Yeah, this one was weird for me because Calgary's lost five in a row. Dallas has such a good home field, home ice crowd, mm-hmm. but it's a good price to get them. I thought they would have been bigger favorites. Josh, great stuff as always. Check them out, Morning Bets. Great, stuff, great podcast here <laughs> on the network. We'll catch up again soon, my friend. Coming on back, guys. much more to get to here on Visa Primetime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play hey guys this is matt jones drew franklin from the fade this podcast we got a great episode coming up picks in all the sports football basketball we do them all but here's a preview of this week's episode do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs i don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't okay so you think if you just come out and go i got hair plugs 
Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, do you, <laughs> you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Sean King, Dave Ross here on VEASAN Primetime. Rolling on hour number three. Lou Finnecaro is going to join us in the next segment. Can't wait to get his thoughts on UFC 285 as John Bones Jones now back to being heavyweight champion of the world and a really good sneaky card coming up this Saturday. Everybody kind of like, once you have a big pay-per-view like you had Saturday night, mm-hmm. it's kind of like what Josh Avalon was just talking about with, say, Weaver State tonight against Sacramento State. You forget about some of the smaller venues like we're going to have this week, but still really good opportunity to make some money. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about some of the, the uh, fights we have coming up Saturday night. So what's the main event this weekend? Oh, it's Peter Yan against Marab Dilashvili. And right now, Marab is over a $2 betting underdog. As I look back in the last segment to see plus 210 for Dilashvili here at Circus Sports, Nick Kalikas does an amazing job of setting these numbers. And what it's telling me, Sean King, is the money is coming in on Peter Jan, and it's coming in rather heavily. As you see here, your minus 255. My, I perk up when I see a dog. Remember, John Jones opened up as an underdog Against Cyril Gaon. Right. Now, he ended up closing around minus dollar seventy. Dude, that was a great price when you look at it in hindsight in the rearview mirror. You know, I'll be honest. Uh, we don't normally talk a lot of UFC because I don't know anything about the UFC. Uh, Beeson Pro Tip. I text Dave Ross when there's a <laughs> UFC event. What do you like? And whatever he, te- whatever he texts me back, that's what I play. If I like it, uh, hey. I don't go outside of what's involved in that text. So. I love it. I mean, whatever you say, I'm cool with. And you know what? It's funny because, you know, Britton does a great job producing the show, also produces First Strike. And, uh-huh. and I love our podcast. Please check it out wherever you get your podcast. And our experts that we have each and every week, I have my opinions. Uh-huh. And what I normally do is, for me, it's kind of like when you text me, if, if my opinions align with some of our experts, that's when I really fire, right? Okay. So, and it's been a profitable year. It was a very profitable Saturday night. But... Could have been a huge one for me if Valentina Shevchenko doesn't get upset. Now, again, 
And I made this point over the weekend. that saved my night. And that saved your night. But the point is, I would never have weighed that number with Valentina Uh in a standalone. I had her in parlays. Because if I lose, okay, I'm like, I'm not going to lose. She closed minus 1,000 to win 100. Okay, people? So I think we've tried to educate that that, certainly in MMA, is not a smart play. Now, I got her earlier on in the week when she was minus 700, 750, which I thought what ended up being a pretty good price tag, considering she ballooned up to almost a minus $1,000 uh, betting favorite. But in the end, all it takes is one misspinning kick, and then all of a sudden, Grasso gets her back, takes I, her down, he's su- sinking a, a I, sub, and I, I think joking, Grasso boom. simply because I thought she looked a little vulnerable in her last fight, yeah. talking about the champ. She did. So a lot of times in combat sports, once you become a certain level of successful, once your accomplishments get to a certain crescendo, once your bank account looks a certain way, sometimes the motivation that it takes to really get in the right mind frame to go in and do battle is not necessarily what it was when you were trying to ascertain that level of success. Great point. And I tend to, as champions get older as their winning streaks. And I know she lost to Nunez, but that was at a outside of her weight class. Right, that's about thir- so I don't really count yeah. that against her. I tend to turn, if I think the underdog is a person that's not going to fold, I tend to bet dogs in those situations a lot. Perfect example, Amanda Nunez. Yeah. When she lost. Juliana Pena. That was way more, I think, her off-the-field situation had improved so much. Mm. She was in love. You know, they're having married. a kid, right? Yeah. yeah so... That wasn't the same Amanda that was pulling the upsets. And Juliana Pena was the right. hungry fighter that night. And I think night. in the rematch, I will back Amanda now because I think she will be refocused. Mm. Very interesting. I was on Pena, by the way, that mm-hmm. night. And this upset technically closed bigger than that upset of Pena beating the Lioness yeah, I got like almost night. plus 600, a little under. Yeah. Yeah. Plus 700 for me when I got it at right. the end because the money just kept coming in, coming in on the favorite. Mm-hmm. And you understand why. And they're going to put in those parlays as I did the bullet Shevchenko. I thought the bullet Shevchenko arguably was the best women's practitioner of MMA I had seen, even with those two losses to the Lioness. It, the opinion changes because the results change. That was a stunner, Alexa Grasso. Well, she tried to stand up with Alexa, and Alexa was putting those hands on her. Yeah, she was. Then she got on the ground a couple times, and, and I don't think she anticipated the level of conditioning that Grasso had. Because That's it. a lot of times, based on how much energy she exerted to get out of some of those you know, mm. you know, situations where somebody was trying to submit her, and I think she had more gas in the tank. If you go back and look at the Nunez Pena fight, Nunez ran out of gas. She did second round. Yeah, she tried to knock her out early. She didn't get her out of there, and the gas tank got low. You know, I had the over uh, a round and a half, by the way, in that fight, mm-hmm. and it almost became that Pena was going to submit her too soon. Right? I was like, hang in there, Amanda. <laughs> so the over ended up cashing that night. As well. But again, we'll talk to Lufin Carroll next segment. Can't wait to get his thoughts. What's next for jo- Bones Jones? I think it's going to be Stipe Miocic. I can't wait to see what that number looks like, Sean, mm-hmm. when it comes out here uh, with Nick Likas and the like when they set those numbers. I, the GOAT's the GOAT. John Jones, the GOAT. And I, that's why I backed him this weekend and had no provocation about doing so. It's going to be a different element and a different animal if it's Stipe and it's a stand up fight. That could get very, very interesting. No one's beating Jones. He looks even stronger. You think so at, at 250, 255? I think he'll come. What would he come in? 247? 247 I think he'll now? come in around 235 for the next fight. Ooh. I think and, he'll be lighter. And Stipe's lighter. lighter. Like, yeah. a little bit. I think bit. he'll be even lighter. Yeah, and, and that would be fascinating to see because, again, 
He was almost as big as Cyril Gaon, right, this Saturday. And Stipe probably would come in. I haven't seen Stipe in a little while, but probably around 230. Nobody's beating Jones. Nobody's beating John Jones. I'm going to call it. He's going to be just like. Uh... Nobody's beaten John Jones yet, by yeah. the way. He yeah, he's is the guy. He's got a DQ. Got a DQ, yeah. but it was illegal strike in a fight that he was easily winning. And right? because their family is so successful, I don't think he'll stay too long. Oh, at the heavyweight division? Well, just the family. Both brothers played yeah. in the NFL. Mom and dad are good. But it seems like he's better away, like outside the end, when he's fighting. But again, well, sometimes like, that remember, time. Remember, on Roy his hands. Jones only, was, only ended up losing because he stayed too long. So I'm just saying, I don't think John will end up staying too long. What did Tarver say to Jones? What's your excuse tonight? Yeah, I was there. You were there for that fight? Yeah, man. You know, those are my boys. Oh, that's like, I, I grew up with Winky Wright. And come Tony, on. Tony well, yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah Winky. And then Brooks and Jones were so tight. Like, Roy was always around. Because, you know, we were like, the Bucks were like a big deal back then. So I knew both of them extremely well. Did he get in Jones's head with that comment? I mean, that's you're, you're getting ready to fight a guy. I, again, and he looks at him again, as the instructions are Roy being announced. Had, Roy had already beat him. Yeah. But he said, what's your excuse going to be tonight, Roy? Well, because the first fight, remember, Roy was coming back down from heavyweight. So Roy's excuse for why it was so competitive was, you know, you put him a weight on, then you go back down, oh, yeah. and it takes a lot out of it you. It does. And he let Tarver talk him into a rematch that he never should have took. I thought Tarver was uh, fantastic, by the way, in, in Rocky. Uh, Balboa. Yeah, by the way, shout out to uh, Creed Three. You saw yeah, it? Yeah, a good friend of mine, Yaya, is the uh, trainer of uh, Diamond Dan, who pl- is the opponent of uh, Don't tell me how it ends. Of Creed, I'm not. So uh, we went and saw a private viewing last Friday here at the Art House in downtown uh, Vegas. Pretty dope little spot. Didn't get that text. Well, you were uh, out of town. You had already texted a picture of your family. I was out with I'm, the I'm sure you guys were somewhere that didn't have a, anything, not even a Walmart. It looked like it was way in the woods. It was in the woods uh, down right. there in, in uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, so I wasn't going to bother you with your peoples. <laughs> Nine Rockies have been made, and I've been asked about this numerous occasions, right? Uh-huh. Where, where do you rank Creed Three in your Rocky volume? Because, again, the, my best Rocky won Best Picture in 1976. Brian Ortega's here today, and they got the Oscars this weekend. And I asked him if Top Gun can win at 10 to 1. He said, no shot. But, like, Rocky, there's only been three sports movies ever to win the Best Picture. Creed Three next year? Is it that good? I am so, like, I've never seen Creed 1 or 2, so I didn't what? see any of the backstory. How did you not see and Creed? And I didn't know Rocky had nine episodes. Well, there were six. Rocky Five should never have been made. Oh. But there were six if you count Balboa, and then the Creed started. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I'm so sporadic. I did see uh, Top Gun. Phenomenal. It, it, would it get it at 10 to 1? I don't it? know what the competition is. I don't. Nobody knows because they don't watch those movies. That's right. my whole point to Brian Ortega. Nobody watches those other crazy, those stupid Netflix, movies. Since, Everybody watches Maverick. Ever since Netflix came out and those apps, I really don't go to movie theater that often. Yeah, that's, yeah. but that's the point. You saw Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was tremendous. It I actually went to the uh, South Point and watched it, the early show. Come on. Yeah. Did you cheer? Did, did people cheer? Did people yeah, cheer? Everybody in the movie, it was all six of us thought it was excellent. Okay, Brian Ortega, name me another movie yes. where people cheered in it this year, and then that one can win Best Picture. So if I sneak in the movies, I'm going where no one's there. I don't want any problems. I've got a phobia with the movie theater. I'm down with that program. I want to see Creed th- 3 now, and I'm going to see oh, it's it. it's really good. I'm going to go over and watch yeah. it at South Point. All right, when we come back, the aforementioned Lou Finnecaro will join us on the other side. We'll get his thoughts on recapping UFC 285 and maybe hypothetical numbers, what he thinks it'll be if it's Jones against Stipe and or if the predator, Francis Ngannou, were ever to come back to the UFC and fight John Bones Jones. Come on back. It's Visa Primetime.
This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year for just 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket, betting against spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tourney. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides provide in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every single tournament game from our experts like the legend himself, Brent Musburger, and Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today. Get the betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tourney for just $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside Sean King, Dave Ross here, rolling on this edition of VEASAN Primetime. And Sean, I love it each and every week mm-hmm. when we do first strike. And I get to have Lou Finicaro join us okay. from Arizona. You can follow him on Twitter as I do, at Gamble, the host of the About Business Podcast. There he is, Lou. Look, I said to, to Sean and Britton, I said, I'd love to talk to Lou today about what we saw over the weekend at UFC 285 and try to look ahead. Because Sean just said in the last segment, Lou, John Jones isn't losing at heavyweight. What is your takeaway now seeing a bigger version of Bones as the new heavyweight champion of the world? Well, first of all, uh, Dave and Sean, thanks for having me on. Monday afternoon evening's new, but I love it. And it was that was a great fight. It, I kind of anticipated such simply because if if we can measure the level of motivation in John Jones, then I don't think there's a limit to how he can express himself in his profession. That That's as simple as it gets. He was surely focused and motivated here. There were some, I think those that bet Gane saw they had a great athlete on their hands, but they weren't assessing Jones' motivation. They were assessing some time off. Now we've all been able to see Jones after the time off. He's going to go into a somewhat undersized Miocic on the horizon, and uh, I believe that he'll be more motivated in that fight than he was in this fight. Wow. More motivated against Stipe. I, we don't know what that number is going to look like yet because Sean and I were kind of hypothesizing here. Look, we know the Nganu fight looks like that's not going to happen. Dana White says, I tried to make Francis against John for three years. Francis didn't want that fight. I don't know if that's true or not. But how do you, where would you make it? If you were a, a handicapper, I know you're a handicapper, but an odds maker. What do you think that Stipe versus Jones number is going to look like after what we saw where he ballooned almost a $2 betting favorite before Saturday night? It did open uh, as soon as the fight was over, minus 250, wow. and it was attacked like a fumble in the Super Bowl. It's now <laughs> minus three and a quarter. So, And it's still not high enough in my estimation. That said, there's been enough dynamic movement on that now that if, if we haven't jumped and I haven't, Time to just sit back and wait and let some time uh, pass, see what manifests itself between now and that potential fight. Uh, Stipe will surely put up a more competitive effort than what we saw with Gunn. That's not taking anything away from Cyril Gunn. You know, I do think he puts up a better effort, but I also think you get a more in shape and more comfortable at the weight, John Jones. Because as you mentioned, and we were talking about this previously, Guys like John Jones don't lose to me until they lose the motivation. 
And him being off, this is where I think it actually helps him. Him being off since pre-COVID for different reasons, finally getting back, that adrenaline, that crowd, his brothers are there, his ladies there. He'll be locked in as he prepares for Stipe in this next fight. No question about it, Sean. I agree with everything you say. He'll be laser-focused. Meanwhile, oh shucks, from Cleveland, Ohio, Stipe <laughs> Miocic is going to play up the underdog role real humble-like. Uh, we shouldn't underestimate his game. Jones wants him so bad because it's recognized that currently in the heavyweight division, because of his defeat of Daniel Cormier and their trilogy, it's Stipe that's the GOAT. So Jones is not considering himself any kind of GOAT in, in reality until after this one. I think after this one, then we can start to assess his motivations if he even hangs around. I, I love that point. So, Lou, I had Grasso versus Shevchenko. Reason being, I thought Shevchenko looked a little vulnerable in her previous fight. I also thought I kind of got to feel she was believing a little bit of the hype, that she was unbeatable. And then I just thought Grasso was going to be live. Now, there were times in the fight where I thought I was on the right side. There were a couple times where I was like, uh-oh, this was not going to last <laughs> long. But ultimately, I came out victorious. How surprising was this upset for you? wasn't surprising at all. Uh, I was able to appear uh, with Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly earlier in the day, and they asked me the same question about the fight. And really, my thought was that if Shevchenko sold out to get it to the ground like Jones needed to, that I think she would have ultimately won. But to compete with the young Mexican Grasso on the feet where Grasso's as, as nimble with her feet faster with her hands and a deft boxer was not in Shevchenko's best interest. Lo and behold, uh, it was Shevchenko getting greedy with the kick that allowed her to make the mistake that the younger, fresher girl jumped on. I think Shevchenko, is her skills have waned. We've seen it for two fights now. Now, this fight has also been announced as Shevchenko the favorite in the rematch. I would advise people to run, don't walk, and get Grasso as an underdog now. Yeah, again, it, it closed as the biggest upset in women's UFC title history, larger than Holly Holm beating Ronda Rousey in Melbourne, larger than uh, Jessica, uh, excuse me, for uh, uh, Amanda Nunes losing, rather, uh, when she lost her title. So we're seeing now some of these huge upsets happening. She closed minus 1,000, uh, Shevchenko did, on Saturday night's loss to Alexa Grasso. Nice hit, nice hit, Sean, by the way. Thank you Yeah, very much. great hit by you. I, I had a couple tickets that burned on some parlays because of Shevchenko going down. Hey, Lou, I did want to ask you very quickly. You don't have to give it all away because we got first strike coming up tomorrow. But again, you know, kind of exhale, UFC 285 is, is finally in the, in the rear view mirror. People forget, we got a really sneaky good card coming up this Saturday night. I want to talk about the main event very quickly with Marab Diosvili against Peter Jan. And I, I am a little surprised that the number on Jan keeps going up, up, and away. It's now minus 255. Marab coming back at plus 215. What do you make of this bantamweight banger? And I do think it's going to be a banger. It's going to be a great fight because we get to see some styles here. Jan, I'm tracking, opens minus 175. So he has seen some love and it's interesting in, in this fight. We got five rounds. 
first of all, we're at the virgin, so I've yet to determine if this is a 30-foot cage, but I'm guessing that it is. So there's going to be a lot of space in mm -hmm. there for those guys. Marab don't want the space. <laughs> Jan's surely going to need it. Jan is an amazing fighter, more well-rounded, more tricks, more dangerous weaponry, but he really, in his fights, takes a round and a half, two rounds to figure out what his opponent looks like, and then he attacks. If he does that against Marab in a five-round fight, finds himself down two rounds with three to go, even though Jan's known to really pick it up towards the end of a fight, Marab is the Energizer Bunny, and he's a wrestler, and so he's not going to stop coming forward. Jan's going to have to start faster in this fight, in my opinion, and when you see uh, this kind of a price, I think it's based on Jan's more well-rounded weaponry. He is a deft boxer, and if this stays on the feet, Jan will have a dynamic advantage. Absolutely. Dioshvili has got to get this fight down to the ground and make this a live dog scenario. Very quickly, a fight we talked about a couple weeks ago on First Strike. We were supposed to get Ryan Spann against Nico, uh, Nikita Ko, uh, Krylov, rather, and that fight is now back on in a catchweight scenario here. If you saw Spann after that fight was canceled, with, with Krylov got sick on fight night a couple weeks ago, you know, Spann was in tears, Lou, about how much work his team had put into him here. Does it change your handicap now with the same fight two weeks later at a catchweight after what just happened a couple weeks ago? Uh, it must cause me to reassess. Uh, it opened the same price that it eventually closed at when the fight was called. It originally opened with Krilov minus 150. So he's gone up a little bit. There's no total announced yet. And I think that's because of the 215 pounds. Uh, I, I think that the 215 causes me to delay just a little bit because uh, spans 6'8", and it benefits the bigger man. That said, how do I assess how Span recovers mentally after what we saw two weeks ago? And yet, how do I understand how Krilov recovers from whatever kind of sickness he had? I'm going to need the week to dig through that and determine what I see. See why I get excited each and every uh, week, Sean. Uh, I mean, I get to have Lou Finicaro and our uh, our great guests that we have week in, week stuff, out Lou. on First Strike. Lou, can't wait to talk tomorrow, my friend. And again, on Friday, uh, the weigh-ins, nobody breaks it down better than you. We'll catch up again tomorrow. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good night. There he is, Lou Finicaro. You can follow him on Twitter, at Gamble, also the host of the Bout Business Podcast. I'm telling you, people, shameless plug, you got to listen and watch First Strike each and every week here on the network. You're going to get some really good numbers and great insight. And again, these guys watch the weigh-ins on Fridays as well to see if they can glean anything uh, from those weigh-ins. Come back, put a finishing touch on this edition of Prime Primetime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. 
I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Attention, BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account, click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up, makes a deposit, you're both going to get a $50 bonus. So visit BetMGM.com for the terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer is not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross, Sean King. Been a lot of fun here over the course of the last three hours. Good uh, catching up with Josh Applebaum this hour. Lou Finicaro in the last segment. I know there are some sweats that are on. I know that you have Furman against Chattanooga, against the Mocs. And right now, about seven minutes to go in regulation. Furman up 12, not 17, but at least they get it back over that double-digit demarcation. Not saying anything because you brought this up in the first. That's right. I will say this. uh, I don't know if Edmonton got a goal that they took off the board. It was two to one. So now we got a one. We 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 got defense in Buffalo. We didn't expect. The thing is, both teams are capable of scoring in bunches, and they do put a lot of pressure on you. Uh, Again, I think Connor McDavid is the best player in hockey. No, you said his correct name is what? Connor McJesus. That's right. That's right. Somebody. Some people might argue that uh, McKinnon in Colorado is is the best player, but I mean. Mm. One in one, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. They're both tremendous talents. Right now, uh, one one in that tilt, as you mentioned. Uh, San Jose and Winnipeg knotted up at one in Calgary. 
is off on the good foot in Dallas, one nothing right now. Again, still have some other games to go. Uh, your NHL plays tonight? I know you had a couple. Uh, I have out Vancouver. Dominus has Vancouver. Okay, so Vancouver right now uh, minus an hour ten, but you got them at plus money against Nashville. Uh, right? Didn't you get plus? Yes, yeah, so I got plus one hundred five. Plus one hundred five. So yeah. again, the numbers moving in your direction here. Now that that's basically a pick them here before they uh, drop the puck there in Vancouver at minus a dollar ten. Uh, also, very quickly recapping some of the top stories of the day. They do come out of the NFL today with Derek Carr. That's the big news. $150 million over four years to go to New Orleans. $100 million guaranteed. I thought you made a very salient point early on. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Whether or not you think Derek Carr is worth that or not is really beside the point. Mm-hmm. This is now the going rate for the quarterbacks. Who wins today out of the quarterbacks that have not found new homes after seeing the contract Derek Carr got? I think Jimmy Garoppolo. And I also think it gives a lot of hope for guys like Baker Mayfield and the such that they might get a chance to go be a bridge starter mm. somewhere. Mitchell Trubisky was kind of thought to be the bridge starter last year in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out for Mitch. He stinks. And they, so they, they drafted Kenny Pickett. He's now the future in Pittsburgh. He was the future last year as a rookie. Do you really think Baker Mayfield at this stage of what we've seen from him now in three different spots, because mm-hmm. it doesn't look like he's going back to LA. So now we're going on spot number four, potentially. What is Baker Mayfield? Is he more closer to a Mitchell I, I, Trubisky? I still think when you look at how he played for the Rams, he played good. Oh, they loved him there. Yeah, they should have beaten uh, Seattle in that last in the season finale and knocked Seahawks out of the playoffs. What, the uh, field goal hit the bar or something <laughs> crazy? Yeah. And uh, I think that alone will get him another opportunity to uh, be a starter. I could see somewhere like Tampa bringing him in to compete with a Kyle Trask. A potentially start if Trash can't beat him out to bridge them to whatever's next. Uh, even somewhere like in Atlanta, if they can't trade for Lamar Jackson or, you know, convince Garoppolo or one of those guys to, to come to Atlanta, I can see, you know, those scenarios playing themselves out. As I'm talking, Chattanooga is shooting like they got a bunch of Steph Curry's. And we were, we were up 12, now we're only up six. Uh, do me a favor. Don't, don't not speak about the game. I, you know, because I saw that the note said what we're yeah. sweating, and I knew, and I didn't think that was going to be a sweat. That's not was the intent of that was oh, not to oh, make I a know. sweat. And, and listen, I. Tim, but I hate that. Tim, Tim, like, Tim calls me a mush because I mushed Aaron one time last year. Would so. you? Would you, oh? I was just. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. I told him it was all good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. You, yeah. So again, we're we're gonna so secretly it, root for. So for anyway, I, those are the guys that I think win. I think Garoppolo probably is at the top because you got the Jets have to get a quarterback in free agency or via trade. There will not be one of the quarterbacks left at 13. Well, here's the thing for the Jets now. Now that they have whiffed on Derek Carr, whether or not they whiffed purposely, because some are saying, well, this is a smoke signal. They really want Rodgers. They're really going to make the call now. I don't know what's true, and we don't know the smoke signals that are going to be sent now between here and the NFL draft. In the futures market, uh, as it pertains to Aaron Rodgers, are the Raiders still the favorite? Are, are the Jets as that's, to where Aaron Rodgers that's will ultimately a, end up? It's, it's a great question because, again, we, we've heard the rumor, and again, we had Mike Pritchard on uh, earlier in the program. He does believe from his intel that the Raiders really are in play for Aaron Rodgers. The reason why we bring these things up is right now you can get better numbers. Again, Derek Carr, because he's now a member of the Saints, that number got split in half mm-hmm. overnight with the signing. So if the Raiders right now, who only have Jared Stidham under contract, right, if they go, the other place I've heard is Washington. And the reason being, they only have Sam Howell now that Carson Wentz has failed again. I love Sam Howell, by the way. He's I, in, he I, was my, my number one quarterback last year in the draft. Whoa. Number one coming out last year. 
I'm very rarely wrong when it comes to quarterbacks. And I would not. Washington made a huge mistake because when Wentz got injured, mm -hmm. they should have gone to Sam Howell immediately. Because they had already coming off, they were coming off a year, a full year of Taylor Heineke. Mm -hmm. Obviously, in those 17 games, he had not done enough for them not to go out and get a damaged used car in Carson Wentz and think that they could refurbish it. So then to go back to Heineke instead of just going to Howell and give Howell a real seven, eight game stretch to get some experience. The game a week. Right, to see why. And he played well and they won. They did. And I'm a big Sam Howell proponent. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his. I've talked to Eric. I saw Eric. I like the quarterback. I think you got a good one there. You know, so Eric believes in competition. They're going to compete, but I think they got a quarterback. Eight to one for the commanders to win the NFC East. And before you laugh that well, off. I'm not going that, that far, though. But before you do, America, say, well, there's no shot of that. Let me just bring something to your attention. There's not been a repeat champion in the NFC East right, that's true. in 20 years. Not two, not four, not Tom Brady winning the AFC East every year he's in New England. And and Patrick Mahomes winning the AFC West every year has been the starting quarterback. Two decades we've had turnover. It's remarkable when you think about it. So the Eagles, of course, are the betting favorite. Cowboys just slightly under two dollars. The Giants, it looks like they're going to sign Danny Dimes. Rivera's got a defense in DC. My thing is because Philly's bringing back Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, and Goddard. Man, I mean, that's. And that offensive right. line, which it's, might be the best in football. Right. I mean, that's probably minus Kelsey, yep. who I think is retiring, uh, more, most likely, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't, didn't he announce that? Or I, am I thinking of something else? I, I hope he retires as a Cowboy fan and somebody's going to play the Cowboys to win the NFC East next year. But the point being is, it, it, historically, if you like that trend, it's always somebody's going to have some upheaval, and that might be where it is. I don't know how to look at this, the North. And I see the Lions are the favorite to win the division. Uh huh. That seems a little preposterous to me. I like Dan Campbell, biting kneecaps. They fight. I'm all on Seattle and Detroit. Really? I'm all on both of them. But there's no way right now. Keeping Ben Johnson is huge for Detroit. They're 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 plus one fifty to win the division. The Packers are a three dollar over three dollars. So you got to presume that Jordan Love is going to be the starting quarterback. That's what the market's telling right. us. Right. That Aaron Rodgers is not, not going back to there. Green Bay. Right. And the word at the combine was the Packers want Aaron to make a decision, and they're hoping his decision is to leave. They want to start over. I said consistently on um, show, my show with Tim last year mm -hmm. that they should have did this last year, that they should have moved on from Rodgers and Adams, allowed Jordan Love to get a year with those young receivers, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and they would have a better idea of is Jordan Love their quarterback of the future. It's amazing you're seeing it now. This is the buzz right now in Indianapolis at the Dog and Pony Show that – He's just not going back to Green Bay. That the Packers don't even want him back. Now, if he does Something go, Something about Wisconsin. I mean, <laughs> Brett Favre is suing <laughs> Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee. Oh wow, Rogers is you know spending days in a dark room. Like it's it's a weird situation. What, what, what's what's the deal with Green Bay in the end of a quarterback's career? There, I mean, just can I interest you in into a, a nut job? Can I interest you in a big number? Mm -hmm. If Rogers really is not going back to Green Bay. And he does go to the Raiders, as Mike Pritchard mm -hmm. indicated, that could be a landing spot. They're 13 to 1 just to win the West. Yeah. Now, I know it's never happened. Well, the thing is, is, I mean, 13 to 1 to win the division, I'm, not even get. Not it's even not just Mahomes, though. It's, it's Herbert now with a good coordinator and Kellen Moore. Second betting favorite. You know, and I truly believe Russ has a comeback player of the year type of year under Sean Payton. Well, if that's what the rules say, because we don't know what the criteria is. The Chargers are 3 to 1 to win the West. The Broncos, 
360. That seems like way too short right. based on what we saw last year. Then the Raiders 13 to 1. Following that's a slap Aaron, in the face. Following Aaron Rodgers is what it does to your salary cap and trying to fill some holes on a defense that leaves a lot to be desired I love, outside of Max Crosby. I love what you said, though, that when you look at the betting market and see the Packers are plus 310, the marketplace is telling you Absolutely. what these reports are telling you, that he's not going back to Green Bay. Brian Ortega behind the glass is going to be crying. Yeah, I'd be more worried about Minnesota than I would be Green Bay next year. Plus 270. Yeah. Didn't they win that division relatively? Mm-hmm. And they got a good uh, defensive coordinator. Update. Brian Ortega apparently already crying. This guy, man. How about that? Uh, Sean, a lot of fun. Likewise. Filling in for Tim Murray today. Femi is going to be in the hot seat tomorrow with you. So don't go anywhere because they're coming back tomorrow, 24 hours. Right here, it is VEASAN Primetime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.